Welcome to This Kind of Rocks. I am Nick, a.k.a. Punk Rock Nick Across the Web. Today I'm joined by Zeke. Hey, hey. Um, and today we are going to be talking about the thing that rocks, and the thing that rocks is Power Rangers. So, Yes, sir. What is Power Rangers, Zeke? Power Rangers. Uh, Power Rangers is something I've loved since I was a child. Um, it is a TV show that started in the 90s, uh, 1993 on Fox Kids. Uh, it's a low-budget show. It remains a low-budget show uh, where they take a Japanese show called Super Sentai about teen superheroes that transform into colorful costumes and drive giant robots. And they spliced in images of, instead of Japanese people, American teens uh, going to high school and dealing with, you know, the struggles of the double life as a high school student. And uh, in the very first season, there is a lot more Japanese footage than American. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then once it got much bigger than anyone expected, they actually had a lot more American footage and... Uh, some of the early, like the second, third season, the, they actually had the Japanese company shoot more fight scenes. Okay. Uh, especially for the show because uh, the costumes in, in Japan, the show changes every year. There's not a holdover. It's like every year there's a brand new cast with brand new suits, brand new robots. Um, I'm sure it's a kind of a cost-effective way to keep... You know, the show in Japan has been running since, like, 76. Oh, wow. Um, But in America, they wanted to keep it uh, consistent. So they kept the same cast and they kept the same costumes, but they they changed robots. So they couldn't use as much of the Japanese footage because the robot matched the monster, but the Power Ranger costumes didn't match the monster. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the Japanese company, Toei, I'm not sure if that's correct pronunciation. I apologize to the Japanese-speaking listeners, but uh, all three of them, <laughs> maybe three, maybe do, one person that listens to this. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I, I just don't want to hurt you in the international markets. Uh, but they actually shot some footage with the old costumes or the old costumes in the new robots to kind of help stretch out uh, the footage. So that's what Power Rangers is. Um, I've always enjoyed it because. I love giant robots, and that's mm. always sort of been my entrance. Um, a lot of people, it kind of sets me off, not necessarily in a cool way, but just a lot of people get in for the kind of young adult drama of the characters' personal lives, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's really good. There are some seasons that like really shine with the, the non-superhero stuff, but for me, it's always been about giant robots, and... Kind of the the low budgetness of it. I've you know I really like B movies, mm-hmm. campy stuff, and it's it's an incredibly Japanese show. I always told people that it'd be like if Japan took Mad Men and then tried to recut it with Japanese actors to make it look like it happened in Japan. <laughs> um, there are lots of shots where the monsters are attacking. You know they must be attacking the Japanese quarter of town because everyone that's running away is Asian, or uh, they'll cast people. One of the best examples is in the early Mighty Morphin days. Uh, there's a young girl that she's kind of like an important figure to the plot. And she has one of the worst black wigs I'd ever seen. Um, and I was re-watching the show. And I was like, why? Why did this poor girl have to wear this terrible wig? Well, it turns out later in the episode, the monster kidnaps her and like dangles her from a string precariously. Um, and so this is Japanese footage. So you have to see... The back, it's just the back of the girl's head, but it's a very distinct sort of early 90s Japanese, you know, nine-year-old girl haircut yeah. that they had to match this 
nine-year-old Caucasian girl. Uh, so it, it, that's one of the things that's always kind of fun is the, the mechanical things that affect what happens on screen. Okay. So what got, so you, you mentioned giant robots is what got you into it. What made you stay with Power Rangers for this long? Oh man, that's a deep question. Um, I definitely took a break. Um, I hit a certain point where I hit junior high and I didn't follow it as heavily. Um, but then kind of later in high school, college especially, but really later in high school, I did get back into it. I don't know. I think it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to enjoy things. I don't know. It sounds like a weird, but I think there's nothing wrong with something being kind of fun and being silly. Um, and especially as we moved through the 2000s, a lot of superhero stuff, um, comic book stuff, but like superhero stuff especially, kind of started falling more towards like, ooh, it's got to be realistic. It's got to be, you know, we got to deal with the issues or it's at least got to be darker. You know, there's got to yeah. be, you know, real world consequences. And with Power Rangers, like, it, there's none of that at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, they do the kids show educational don't litter, don't be a bully, mm-hmm. accept people's differences, um, but in a, in a very sort of ham-fisted way that has sort of died out as educational television has split. Um, and there's your, you know, the things that have educational things that, I don't know, there's less pressure, it seems like, or they've just gotten better at working in the lessons, whereas Power Rangers, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Power Rangers has really, I don't know, kept that same kind of format of the the 90s after school feel to it okay um so there's been so for 93 to present there's been a power rangers on television correct um for the most part there uh so originally sabin comp uh with fox was uh producing the show um disney bought the show after a season called wild force mm-hmm. um they bought the show and they held on to the show. And I, you know, I should, I could have the years, but I don't. But Power Rangers RPM was the last show that Disney did, and then there was about a two-year hiatus okay. where uh, Saban bought the brand, the comp, the I don't know the, the brand. Yeah, the brand. They brought it all back, but they they don't. They're not like a like a. I guess they're a production company, but they don't have the means to sort of distribute it on their own. Yeah. So after a couple years, Nickelodeon bought the show. And so now that is where it currently resides, mm-hmm. uh, is on Nickelodeon, Saturday morning still. Um, and it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's always been low budget. Uh, Disney made some big changes. Uh, the Power Rangers movie that most people are familiar with, the one in, from the 90s, mm-hmm. uh, was shot in New Zealand for cost-cutting uh, purposes. Yeah. And so Disney actually moved the whole thing to New Zealand. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so they, they packed up. It's filmed in New Zealand. Um, so that has a funny effect of a lot of side characters or one-off characters are like New Zealand or New Zealanders. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's addressed and sometimes it's just, oh, you know, the world's greatest movie star, uh, you know, Helen, whatever. And she walks in and she's got the, oh, hello. Yeah. I can't do a New Zealand accent, but yeah. the, she's New Zealand and it's just like, oh, okay, well. Um, and they obviously cast more New Zealand actors as the Power Rangers, mm-hmm. um, which is a fun little game. You can play Spot the Kiwi, 
Um, because every so often you'll just get a guy or one of the rangers will be talking and you know they're going like all right we gotta beat the monster and it just (laughs) just slips a little bit in their american accent um and they have had a few guys that are just straight up this guy's from new zealand don't worry about it um and nickelodeon there's what they've their spin is that they've turned it kind of into one of their like nickelodeon's I don't know if they're preteen and adult type shows. So the all the everyone's a model now. You know, no one was ever like unattractive because it's TV. But like, yeah, they're like model people that either are also actors or trying to break into acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of been the biggest difference. Um, and the tone has shifted to a lot more to be focused purely on a young audience with Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney actually had some, some really good seasons with them, where you know it wasn't necessarily dark but it wasn't a you know there was an effort to tell a story mm-hmm. um there was the when i talked about rpm one of the last ones it was their last one so they kind of gave the showrunners free reign okay. they did some really fun kind of looking at tropes um and kind of examining things uh and so that was really you know cool uh, parenters spd is a, one of the heralded as one of the better written uh which is a disney but this one uh the nickelodeons uh a little Sometimes frustratingly so. I think part of it was them kind of finding how they wanted to do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the first couple of seasons were all right. Uh, the the second most recent, not the one that's airing now, uh, but the one before Dino Charge was kind of their first. Like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Um, and the newest one, Ninja Steel, has I think kind of been going in that vein. But it's it's also I think kind of as an adult fan of a children's show, kind of readjusting to. The fact that this show is focusing more on children and less on, you know, teenagers or adult fans, which, you know, I can't get mad about that. Yeah. A children's network is focusing. Um, and that's kind of watching the Jap. I watched the Japanese uh, or I have watched the Japanese version as well. Um, it's always kind of an undertaking if, you know, if you've watched anime or anything. Um they run all year, unlike every other Japanese show. So there's always 50 to 52 episodes to watch. Jesus. Um, so there's filler episodes. And there. some of the past few have been very, like, this is for children. And also for children of an entirely different culture. Um, and so I haven't really, I just kind of haven't watched. But, you know, it's not a mark against the show. People get online and complain about it. But it's like, yeah, they did one a few years ago that was, like, train-based. <laughs> um, and, like, the, the Zords were all trains and it was very weird and blocky and like i said i'm in it for the big robots um so if the big robot isn't isn't popping i'm kind of but you know it's a i guess maybe japanese children are very interested in trains and i can't get mad at this company for trying to capitalize on that with their giant robot fighting show yeah definitely so where i was going with that is like what is your favorite um iteration of transform or not transformers <laughs> uh, that's all right giant robots giant robots fighting things kids involved somehow <laughs> um uh, there's a lot of similarities there uh for sure for sure what is your favorite iteration of the power rangers um ooh, my my go-to answer to that in the past has been wild force mm-hmm. um because that was where we got really introduced to the idea of there being multiple Zords. Um, up to that point, everybody had their color-coordinated, uh, you know, animal or vehicle-based uh, mech, if you will. Um, there there were extra Megazords in, like, Zeo, Turbo, uh, Lightspeed Rescue. There were, like, alternate, but still everybody was kind of, like, their... Uh, Lightspeed Rescue had a really cool train, whereas, like, their, their, their heavy hitter Zord was... 
the trains that carried their smaller zords could turn into a giant robot with you know two shoulder mounted missile launchers okay that used to be trains yeah no it's it's awesome um but in uh, wild force the it's the closest we america has also come to a lot of times in the japanese show uh the robots are like alive somehow yeah magical speaking robots or they're just a race kind of like transformers a race of beings that are transforming robots um so in wild force uh they're the wild zords um and then everybody kind of like unlocked one or two or one or two sometimes three obviously the like red ranger got a bunch uh because they're always sort of the focus but so there were lots of different zords lots of different animals and lots of different combinations so instead of sort of like if you think back to the old show or Mighty Morphin where you had like the Megazord and they could combine it with the Dragon Zord mm-hmm. one or two ways, this was like, okay, well, we're not going to use the bison as the legs. We're going to use the rhino armadillo legs and we're going to take off the shark arm and put on the giraffe arm, but that's not working. So we're going to take off both arms and put on the, you know, the bear arms. Also, we're not going to use the lion. We're going to use the gorilla as the sort of base for everything. So there's all these new combinations, all these different combinations. Okay. Um, and that was just, as a child, like, very delightful. Um, and sort of tied with the, at least among American fans, I won't speak for Japanese ratings or Japanese fans, uh, one of the big anniversary seasons for the Japanese show, they had, uh, it was like an idea I had as a child, but uh, essentially there's these space pirates that... Uh, receive or have found these little keys that are all the different Power Rangers powers um, that got scattered into space once all the Super Sentai guys fought off an alien invasion, but it blasted their power into space. Mm-hmm. And so now these space pirates have collected all the Power Ranger keys and they can transform at any moment into any of the other Power Rangers throughout history. And that's just a very fun sort of opening to very silly and fun combinations of they would do, you know, oh, this time we got to be all Black Rangers, we got to be all Yellow Rangers, or we all have to be Dinosaur Rangers, or da 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 da. So, yeah. those for the the fun of like combining lots of different things, or at least introducing that idea. Those are probably my my faves. Okay. Um, did you ever have like a favorite character when it, like throughout this? Yeah, you know, as a kid, Zach was always my favorite. Um, and which Ranger was Zach again? Zach was the original Black Ranger. Okay. Uh. He, and you know, you find out lots of cool stuff. Uh, so his fighting style was hip-hop keto, uh, which wasn't racist in the very 90s way. But uh, apparently he came up with most of his choreography. Okay. Because, um, like, when they first started, they got a lot of people that were either martial artists or, like, the actors that played Billy and Kimberly in the old show were gymnasts, actually. Oh, really? Um, so they were in shape, and they could do... They were flexible. They could you know, they could learn this sort of thing really quickly. So basically, I forget which martial arts uh, Walter Jones is his name, knew, but they were like, okay, like you're funky, so we want you to kind of funk this up for us when you, when you fight the putties. And so he was like, okay. So he came up with a lot of the stuff that he did, um, which is like a cool behind-the-scenes thing, and... He was also, his zord was the Mastodon, which I've always loved elephants. He had an axe. I know, as a big guy, I've always gone for, like, the big two-handed weapons, so the axe was cool. Mm-hmm. Also turned into a gun, which is like, ooh, it's two for one. Yeah. Uh, Zach's pretty great. There's uh, one of my favorite character moments. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie The Head That Wouldn't Die. No. Okay. Uh, but is that, like, a reanimator? Uh, yeah. It's, a I think, a lower lower budget, less successful version uh it's this like guy's scientist wife 
dies in a car crash. He keeps her head alive on a dish. Um, and most of the movie is actually a comedy of him trying to trick women to come to back to his lab so he can chop their heads off. But uh, in Operation Overdrive, one of the worst seasons of Power Rangers, uh, the Red Ranger, you know, it's like, ooh, it's the son of the leader. But it turns out he's the cyborg son of the leader. And you find this out after they fight an EMP bad guy. Um, and then... What's like EMP? EMP, like an electronic... Oh. Like electromagnetic pulse, sorry. Okay. I had to... It wasn't anything specific to the show. They just were trying to shut down some robots. And so when it blew off, like, you think the Red Ranger, like, dies. And the very next scene is, like, a the same shot where the Red Ranger's, like, head is on a tray with all these, like, wires going into him. And it's just, I don't know, it... I just saw the beginning of The Head That Wouldn't Die. You just hear this woman, like, very kind of creepily saying, like, please, please let me die. And I just, like, heard that as, like, the Red Ranger's, like, what's going on? And then it's like, son, I have to confess something. You're not my son. You're a robot. Um, I don't know. I've always enjoyed that as a weird little, the one good thing in a pretty stinky season. Other characters I've enjoyed. There's a uh, in Wild Force the Yellow Ranger. Uh, she was a very subtle actor. Um, mm-hmm. She didn't emote a lot. Um, she had another good bit of falling into a pit, and like being very clearly. So you can imagine four people falling and like flailing their hands above their head and you know, oh my god, we're gonna fall in the lava. And her, my brothers and I still laugh about this to today that she kind of like kind of put her arms up and was like ah help. <laughs> And it was, I don't know, she was, she was fun, but definitely, like, Zack is probably the one I can say. I think I was at the, the appropriate age to get really into the characters, um, and he kind of remains my my fave. The guy that came after him, Adam, uh, who was the second Black Ranger, uh, after uh, the original Yellow, Red, and Black Rangers got fired for asking for too much money, mm-hmm. uh, because it is a non-union show, uh... So, again, one of those little behind-the-scenes things that sweep sometimes sweep the rug out from under Power Rangers. Uh, he was also really, I think, a cool character, and he's a fun guy that came back a bunch for various episodes and seems to be someone that, like, will does, like, fan events and, like, mm-hmm. enjoys doing them. Yeah. Um... There... Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because that's, that's kind of a thing, too, is it's, like... Kind of Nickelodeon, they have like people that models turned actors trying to launch their career. There really have only been one or two people that have really kind of gotten a big jump start from Power Rangers. There are Power Rangers actors that are showing up in places, um, but uh, Amy Jo Johnson, who was the original Pink Ranger, mm-hmm. um, she was she's in a TV show or was in a TV show that ended somewhat recently, but she's been in a bunch of movies. Um, that were kind of bigger releases. Um, and actually, the Red Ranger from RPM, I think his real, either his character name is Scott or his real name is Scott. And this shows you kind of like where my fandom is. That I know his face and everything about him, but not his name. Yeah. But uh, he is actually uh, in Jessica Jones and the Defenders. Okay. Um, if you've seen those shows, he is her like drug addict informant friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so his he has been in a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's a Yellow Ranger from that same season is in Whatchamajigger, Once Upon a Time, one of the fairy tale shows. Yeah. But, so it can really get you going. Uh, 
and I could, I could list all the random people off, but it can help you, but it doesn't necessarily. Um, and so you can, they're starting to now be a real, like, kind of convention circuit for Power Rangers actors, mm-hmm. not just uh, the big the big names. Um, and so it's always kind of interesting, the, the people that want to and people that don't, on people that are kind of there to, you know, I mean, I don't mind if you go there just to make some money. Um, actually, the actor that plays Tommy... Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a somewhat divisive figure uh, for the the serious cabal of cabal is the wrong word, but a <laughs> group of Power Rangers fans, especially online, because for many people he is the face of the franchise. Okay, um, just because when the show was at its biggest, he was the main character. Yeah, um, and he you know Power Rangers Tommy, he was the Green Ranger, he was the White Ranger, both were super cool. You know, everybody, you know, you had to fight over who played Tommy when you were playing as a kid. Yeah. Um, So he, you know, is the face of the franchise. But as you can, if you don't stop watching Power Rangers, uh, because Tommy was on the show, like, up until for like nine years. He was one of the longer running or lasting Ranger characters. Yeah. Um, And actually, when he left the show, they actually fired everyone and just kind of started, restarted mid-season. Yeah. so, like, most people stopped watching, because that was during, like, the actual worst season, where people kind of stopped watching the show. So all you remember is Tommy. So for fans that have continued to enjoy the show, it gets to a frustrating point where it's like, like, oh, I really like Pangers. Oh, me too. Like, oh, really, man? Like, what's your favorite season? Like, oh, dude, you gotta get the originals, right? Everything after the originals is dumb. It's like, ah. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and so he, he sort of becomes this focal point of, like, frustration for people that insist on only nostalgia from uh, Power Rangers, which, you know, isn't necessarily bad from a marketing perspective, but, and I'm not a big toy collector, um, and that's a big frustration of people that are, though, is that they really remake versions of, like, Mighty Morphin, kind of random seasons sprinkled throughout, but they haven't sort of gone through and kind of done a re-release of a bunch of things Mm -hmm. just because there's less recognition out there for the non-sort of... 90 seasons okay you read you mentioned nostalgia so for you this is not just like some nostalgia trip just like going back to your childhood and like being like yeah tommy's the greatest or zach is the greatest this is like something a little bit more involved for you right this is like yeah yeah i definitely like the 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 90s and nostalgia i think that's a part of it and i won't pretend that you know there isn't some of that um but it definitely is something i enjoy and have kind of continued to enjoy, and I think, you know, I've talked about, like, enjoying some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, that stuff I wasn't really aware of as a kid. Um, but now, kind of re-watching it now, it's sort of evolved into... My enjoyment of the show as a child has evolved and folded in with my uh, enjoyment of sort of B-camp entertainment. Um, yeah. Because there's lots of... So now you can watch the show and try and figure out, like, okay, is this shot in Japan? Is this shot in America? Like, is this an Australian actor? Is this a New Zealand actor? Is this an American actor? Um, and, I don't know, the, the giant robots remain cool. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, so that that's definitely a part of it. But I enjoy that it's, that it's continuing. I enjoy uh, most of the new stuff that they're doing in America and Japan. Uh so, yeah, I don't need it all to be just the stuff I was familiar with as a kid. Yeah. Um, it's like the, the new movie they just made that unfortunately didn't do super well. They may not make anymore. Um, they advertised it really bizarrely where they didn't release really any 
new media information until like a month before the movie. Yeah. Um, so all they had was a teaser trailer that sort of became known as the Breakfast Club trailer um, because it sort of set up the Rangers to all be juvenile delinquents yeah. um, who sort of find, but there's very little mention of anything Power Rangers. You kind of see the power of coins. There's like an impl- implication of like the command center. You see a flash of the suits. But otherwise, it's sort of about here's like five teens with problems yeah, you know, hanging out in a quarry, and it's like, oh well, that was frustrating because you know, I, I didn't really want like a dark, gritty Power Rangers. Yeah, um, a lot of people that are liars said they did because they didn't go see the movie. <laughs> um, but uh, so that was kind of to me that the tone and kind of the time of Power Rangers is important to I think my enjoyment. And I think what makes the show good. It's kind of like. Uh, Thor in the Marvel movies where you can make a really serious Captain America movie because he's a soldier and a spy. Yeah. So you can put in the high drama, but it's like, oh, here's a magic space god with a hammer that has to fight, you know, a giant suit of armor with his Viking buddies. And it's like, ah, it's kind of hard to make that too serious. Um, And I think that Marvel kind of evolving has tried to kind of keep that kind of fun and tongue in cheek. And I think Power Rangers needs not, you know, to dwell on it, but the the tongue-in-cheekness of, like, yes, these are five teens morphing into five colorful costumes with animal-themed robots yeah. that they're all going to put together. Um, and the actual movie, I thought, did a good balance of kind of updating this, you know, this very 90s uh, uh, intellectual property. That's the word I couldn't think of earlier. Intellectual property. Yeah. Um, and making it something that did something similar in, you know, 2016. Uh, so... And, you know, I had Elizabeth Banks that hammed it up. She was having so much fun. It was just a delight to watch. And, you know, they had little things, uh, minor spoilers, so cover your ears for two seconds if you haven't seen it or uh, waiting for some reason. But uh, <laughs> Tommy and Kimberly, the characters, the original actors, uh, Jason David Frank and uh, Amy Jo Johnson, uh, made a little cameo appearance. In They were wearing green and paying. It's like, ooh, that's so cool. Uh, they played a brief snippet of the old Power Rangers movie theme. Uh, when they first unleashed the Zorge, which was a very fun... I feel like the the Power Rangers original theme, both the movie and the, the especially the show, have a very good kind of 90s thrash riff to them that yeah. I think helps situate... It, set, it really just sets the right tone to have, like, rockin'... The guy's name was the Mighty Raw. Uh, his name was Ron Wasserman. I forget what the A stands for, but he was the composer, and that was his nickname, which I feel like, again, really sets up this goofy spliced in footage uh, kids fighting show yeah so if somebody is like listening to this and they want to like jump into Power Rangers like saying that they've like only watched Mighty Morphin from the 90s mm-hmm. where would be a good place to start um well after depending how far they got uh In Space is the last of the 90s arc um where it culminates in this big like some big final battles uh and there's not too many episodes. Um, like if you if you haven't watched the originals or haven't watched it in a while and you want to go back, there's like 60 episodes in the second season. There's like almost 90 or so. There's an insane amount of Mighty Morphin episodes. Yeah. Um. So I'm sure there's a filler list somewhere. But if you just want to kind of start with that, if you skipped in space, it's one of the best written seasons, kind of because it's like the end of an era. Uh. Some good emotional punch. Uh. And then after that, they went to the Japanese model of kind of standalones. Um, you could always watch my favorite, Wild Force. Uh, there's one called Ninja Storm. 
that's very very fun. Uh, again, these these seasons they really leaned into lots of different moving parts. Um, if you're still kind of '90s nostalgic, uh, Tommy the character came back for a season called Dino Thunder, uh, where he plays uh, the mentor uh, and is eventually becomes a ranger. He's got a PhD. It's great. He's an archaeologist out of nowhere. Also kind of a fun B-movie thing because he was running a uh, martial arts school and that was his priority. So there's lots of episodes where he's frozen in amber or can't get out of his suit. He's just voicing over. And it's very silly and fun. Yeah. Uh, Like I said, SPD, RPM. uh, SPD is Space Patrol Delta. They're a futuristic police force. Mm -hmm. Uh, RPM is literally just rotations per minute. But uh, it's... It's a more experimental season because it's the last one Disney did, and they were just kind of putting the the, pro- the property off to pasture. So it's a, like a post-apocalyptic, like the machines have taken over and the Power Rangers are fighting back. And mm-hmm. there's lots of like kind of funny looks at Power Rangers tropes and sort of things that just kind of fun if you're like a fan of the show or kind of a fan of the idea of the show. Yeah. Um, so those are probably my, my recommendation seasons. But generally, you can't go wrong. Uh, like I said... But I'll explicitly say again, Operation Overdrive is very bad, mm-hmm. um, and Power Rangers Turbo was the worst. That was um, the one right after Mighty Morphin, right? Yeah, that one was after Zeo and before In Space. And it's one of the things that made In Space so great. Uh, Turbo almost got the show canceled. It was so bad. Uh, they replaced one of the Rangers that got injured in real life, uh, doing a stunt, I think, for the show. Uh with a young child. Yeah, I remember this season. Yeah. yeah. And so it's it's very badly written. Um, it's, it's badly written. It's, it, it's the actor. They get a bunch of new people because that's where Tommy quits. And they write everyone else off the show and bring in new people. Um, and they're all in. Most of them are in in space except for the annoyed kid. And you can see that once they got a decent script, they were much better actors. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So Operation Overdrive Turbo. Skip them. Um, I won't relist all those. But... Uh, those are my wrecks, and you really can't go wrong, though, with... Read the description if it sounds fun. Give it a try. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you, Zeke. Uh, again, I am Nick, a.k.a. Punk Rock Nick Across the Web. I am talking with Zeke Eastman. Yes, you are. Uh, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, I am I am not an organized social media presence. Uh, the best place... Uh, I have an Instagram. Uh, it's Zeker's Mafia, and that's Z-E-K-E-R-S, and then the word Mafia. Uh, that's probably my, my most active uh, social media output. Uh, I do have a Tumblr. Uh, it's Gangsta Krizab one two four. Gangsta spelled normal C R I Z Z A B and then one two four. I don't do anything original on there. I just write reblog stuff. But my Instagram is fun. If you want to check that out, Zeker's Mafia. Cool. Well, thank you, Zeke. Well, thank you, Nick. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. This has been a production of Shy People Media. Collaboration, community, content. Find us online at shypeoplemedia.com. C-H-I-P-P-L-Media.com. Or around the web at shypeoplemedia. C-H-I-P-P-L-Media. Thank you for listening.